we go. Alrighty. Hello, everybody. Sacred Elohim here, your Rabbi Minister from Sacred Elohim Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. Kim here, you can call me Micah, whatever you wish. Uh, Yaya, Kimberly, uh, Aloma. Most people call me Mickey. Uh, welcome. I welcome all my Facebook viewers. I welcome all my podcast viewers. I welcome all my Twitter and my Instagram. And soon I will be on Stitch and some others. Uh, this is a night of news. Um, first, the top of the hour, we're going to say coronavirus right now. We're just a little over the state of Ohio. Just a little over 400,000 people having it. Um, we've had just a little under 4,000 deaths. Uh, and it's rising. Um, it's out there. Don't get me wrong. No lockdown is going to keep it from happening, even though they're suggesting it's going to be a dark winter. I'm not looking at it that way. Um, the deaths aren't showing it. So I think the latter. Uh, on the world news, everybody now has taken the coronavirus and they're saying that you're not going to be able to do air travel without having a certificate. I've got news for you. That's not going to work. Um, this whole certificate thing is like crazy. <laughs> what they're suggesting. It's taking people's freedoms away. I'm not going to buy it. I'll get, I'll get the vaccine at some point. But I'm not going to have to show it that I've had it. That's telling, dictating to me I can and can't go places. Uh, now they're calling for a new global reset. What next? Their big toe? Between my, Macron and them, I don't know what to think. It's all crazy. Biden is in his glory days saying that he was elected. And now these electoral colleges are pulling back in these certain states because it's coming out that they were fraud. Legitimate fraud. But the news ain't going to tell you that. Um, it's so up in the air here in the United States, I don't know what to think. I'm not going to talk about my opinion of Biden. I give my opinion more than one time. Um, some people agree with me, some people don't. But I'm going to tell you now, I'm not going to take to laughing. Because I know what the, the, the Dems are all about. And they're bullying. And I'm not going to be bullied. I'm 43 years old. I'm older than most of the millennials that's out there now. I'm old enough to be their mother. <laughs> um, what do they know? They know nothing. They're fools. And we got fools in the Democratic Party that think they know what's best for everybody. I really don't know what to think. Up on the lighter, some more news. Scientists for the first time in nearly 800 years predict, don't get me wrong, the star of Bethlehem. Saturn and Jupiter are supposed to come together to form a great big star on December the 21st. Can't wait to see it. If we get to see it, if it's not cloudy, we'll get to see it. It's supposed to be brighter than the sun. 
interesting. Then along with that, the sun and Mercury is going to be aligned in Orpheus and, and Sagittarius. And this is in front of Capricorn and in behind Sagittarius. And then in Libra, you have Venus. So you've got a planetary alignment along with two conjunctions, which is odd. We've had four blood moons. Prior to that blood moon, there was an eclipse. Uh, prior to that eclipse, there was another blood moon on the very day that Trump signed the abortion bill. Before that, another blood moon. And then you have the great big sign in the sky of the virgin given birth. And then prior to that, a solar eclipse again. And then you had four times in a row another tetrad. One one year, one one year of, of blood moons. And in between that, you had another solar eclipse. It's amazing. Just in that little time frame, there's been a lot going on. And now we got socialism stepping back in, taking over again. Now they want to take guns away. They want to take the churches right away for not having gays inside of a church, which homosexuality doesn't belong in the church. It should be outside the church. I'm not going to accept it. Um, and they're threatening pastors if they don't do it, uh, that they're going to take their 501c3s away. They're going to take religious schools away, that we have to accept this abomination. And I'm not going to do it. I won't go to any school that's got a homosexual person in it that's religious. I'm sorry. No. I condone it. So there's my view. Um, number two. Now, these socialist nutcases on the streets, your BLM, your Islamicists, and your Antifa are now attacking people and beating them alive. Bloody in him. On another factor mode, you have Flynn and other congressional leaders around Trump telling Trump to call martial law because of events that are happening. The Dems are showing their true colors, and those that voted for him aren't paying attention to the truth. They don't want to hear the truth, and when the truth comes out, they don't know how handle it it's interesting what's going to happen but I'm going to tell you this right always wins people are saying uh, Trump is a dictator no you got a dictator fascist regime rising the fourth Reich And it's not going to end there. They're going to continue doing their crazy schemo, bemo, you name it, crap. That's beside the point. I say no to socialism, period. I don't accept it. It was what socialism that, met, that killed 6 to 12 million people. 
during World War II that ultimately led to Hiroshima and Nagasaki being bombed with nuclear bombs and us winning the war. I disagree. All this needs to stop, and I agree. But at what cost are we going to have to fight for our rights in this country? We're already being banned on Facebook, YouTube, any kind of social media. We have nowhere to go. They're calling for the churches to shut their doors and synagogues again. And they're separating us even further. They're causing division. I don't accept sin. And I'm certainly not going to accept the iniquities this nation has done. We have to answer for those iniquities. The father has to clean house. But I'm not going to have somebody tell me that their sin, I have to do it. I have to accept it. I'm not going to. For a true believer, we have to obey the father. Because we are of his son. We are of his seed he tells us to love him with all his heart our heart mind and soul and if we love him we are to love our neighbors as ourselves these are the foundation principles of the torah and the prophets and i don't speak it with a light heart starting in january i'm getting ready to open a new radio station I'm starting small. It's not going to be big. I've had offers. They want to pay for it. And I'm already looking at ways of doing it. I'm looking online. I'm also just got my Shiva started up for a home, home church. Um, <laughs> I'm already getting flack about that. Not for my, my brethren within the church, but outside. People calling, questioning why I don't have it open now. Um, I wasn't ready then, but I am now. And I'm going to say this. I am not accepting no demo, Democrats, demologue of what I should be or should not be. Now, you can say that's hate. You can say it's being a homophobe. An xylophobe, whatever it might be. But my Bible tells me that what you're promoting is wrong and you know it. It's murder when you kill an infant outside the womb. It's sacrilegious. It's wrong that a woman get into the bed with another man and get pregnant and have the child in the first place. Why is she doing it? Because your party is promoting it. Your party is doing it. Your party is something I don't want nothing to deal with. No, I'm not saying the Republicans have all been right. But I will tell you, you're not going to pay me off one bit. Thou shall not murder. Thou shall not covet another man's wife. Thou shall not covet what another man has. Thou shall not steal. 
thou shall not commit false witness or bear false witness. This is nowhere about lying. And that's only the beginning of it. You are to honor your mother and father. I find it stark that everything they say they uphold, they're just the opposite, the Dems. Do you know AOC, Imar, and two other women are calling for the ban of Bibles in the United States? Do you know Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and Islamicist burnt Bibles with with the flag. And now Biden's standing behind your most left of the left socialist transgender. Don't get me wrong, I love I love all. I love the homosexuals. I love transgender, but I'm not going to stand behind them having marital rights or teaching in a school. That stuff should not be brought into schools. The school should be a safe zone for our children. Let the children make that decision, whether it be good or bad. But my children are not going to attend a school that teaches transgenderism. Not right now. You could say what you will, but I'm going to uphold what I know is right and truth. I've had people say I'm a lot of things and criticize me, but I would not want to face my maker without me first speaking out and speaking my mind. I'm not going to be silent. There's others not going to be silent. And it's time. Messianic Jew, Messianic rabbis, rabbis in general, pastors, government officials that are religious, that believe in Yeshua, the Christ, or believe in Yahuwah. It's time to step forward and step out and stand up, fight. I'm tired of it. We're far beyond just a regular war. This is now a spiritual war taking place. They're hitting the very fundamentals we have, and they're going to go at, at for the throat. Biden has already said he's going to make it illegal for, for, for any kind of colleges to get accepted accreditation. That's wrong. He supports abortion. They want to take our guns away. What next? Us having the right to be married? They're aiming at it. And we sit back doing nothing. There's pastors that sit back and agree with this stuff. If you accepted any kind of money from Soros, to me, you're my enemy. I feel for you. So I'm going to end it up here. Take a little bit of break and come back in a few minutes. And we will be talking more about what's happening in the near future. What's happening now. I give my points opinions and I'll be right back. All right. Hello, everybody. Mickey here. So where are we going with what I was talking about? 
So I'm doing a little drop in. Um, and I'm informing you now. The Well, we're talking about the prophetic community. I'm talking about prophecy. This whole channel was developed from that. I am and I hold in my ministry the office of a prophet. I have a multi-faceted shield. Another one I know, which is David Amos, has the same gifts. They're from two different backgrounds, from two different ways of life. And the Father operates differently in each one of us. But I respect them, and they respect me. And if they don't want something out, I don't say it. So... We're not going to go any further than that. But I am going to say, I'm changing up my thing a little bit. Uh, we was talking about the ancient prophets like Gad and Nathan and the two witnesses and so forth. We're still going to talk about that. I'm still getting that information. That's been pushed back to probably later January, early February of next year. Um, right now I'm recapping. Um I'm informing you. There's going to be some changes after January the 1st. I am getting ready to start a radio station. The radio station will talk nothing but like prophetic events. Vince says it's happened in the past, present, and future. Uh, it, we will still cover the same things we're covering here. We still will have the Esther, Esther anointing teaching. We will have the the basic teachings that I was going to set up on Patreon, that will be available. You'll still have to pay for it. Um, I'm also announcing that we will be opening, or should I say I have on my webpage for my portal that if you want to sponsor me, I have sponsorship now that you can sponsor me. Whether it be a business, locally or individual, you can give whatever you decide to tithe. So I do take tithes now. In the future, I'll have a website for that also to make permanent men members. Um, I am opening a Shiva in the next couple of weeks. I'm cleaning it right now and getting it ready. If you're in the local area, I can only take about, on Friday and Saturdays, about ten, five to ten people in my Shiva once I get it structured and set up. I don't know how long it'll be available to be able to access at that point, but I will have a phone number that you can contact me through um, other sources. Um, I'll be setting that up differently. Uh, that it'll be open 24-7 if you have any emotional or spiritual needs that need to be attended to and you just need somebody to talk to. Most certainly, I encourage you to call it when I once I get it set up. Uh, but I am opening a home, church, or shiva, or shul. Uh, it'll be very small. Um, as most Messianic congregations start out small. It'll be for Jews and Gentiles. Um, it's, it is Messianic, meaning Messiah believing. It's just like my Christian brethren, other than I stay with the oral traditions. I honor the oral traditions, and I teach from that perspective. Um, Jesus was that way, and... The only difference was he come to fulfill the law, not to destroy it, as many teach, that which is a false doctrine. Um, and I stand by the the first two foundation principles of the Torah, 
which is to love your neighbor as yourself and to honor God by loving the Father with all your heart, mind, and soul. And so in loving, you must honor his commandments. Um, they are to be written on our hearts and minds. Um, that's how we are changed. That was what he originally wanted, and my people did not do it. They took it totally opposite. I do honor uh, some of the eating arrangements. When he asks me to do so, I do it. Like recently, he brought to my attention he didn't want me during this holiday season coming in to eat pork or fish, uh, shellfish products. So I'm not eating pork or shellfish right now. Chicken or scaled fish is what I'm normally with cloven foot. So that's what I'm honoring. Um, I'm learning. I'm just new to this whole thing of him teaching me through the spirit. Sometimes he does come on me and you've witnessed it. Um, but going forward here, we will have a radio station. Eventually I will advance up in that radio station and take callers. But right now I won't be doing that. It'll just be a Bible study once a week on the radio station. We will have a time of worship, a time of prayer a time of discussion. Sometimes I'll take you into my home life. Uh, I'll do a section where we have cooking or where you get to hear my husband, other times my mother. You'll hear church members sometimes if I interview them. These are the type of things I want to do to bring a more down-to-earth perspective of what I am and how I interact with my Gentile brethren. Um, we are one. We are one body in Mashiach. So I'm no different than you if you're a Gentile, and you're no different than me, me being a Jew. We're all sinners saved by grace. Um, going on the recap, my radio station will be opening up in about three weeks. Um, I'll be doing it after New Year's instead of do it, doing it during the New Year's because I'm going to start with a lower grade program and I haven't really decided when. Um, it will be offered on TuneIn. Um, eventually Pandora will pick it up. I've already got that set up with Pandora. They, they're going to charge me like a $15 fee and then also Kalef. I just had somebody come across my screen here uh, commenting on a Amy and them at the church. Um, but if things get to the point we cannot get out and meet, I will have a way that you can call me and ask me questions or call and talk to me directly for emotional support. Um, but you will get a biblical-based view of things. It won't be like a regular discussion. Um, secondly, I'm going into a new chapter um, of our prophecy. Right now, I can't get all of the um, um, books in right now because it's taking time. They're having to email it page by page, so I won't have anything until February for the prophetic community continuance. Um, I have everything marked out. I have everything done while well, we stopped on our books and all that. We will pick that back up in February. Esther will come closer to March 
somewhere around Purim time, um, those type of things. Um, this is the structure we're going to have. This is what the structure we're going into. We'll have Monday and Tuesdays. We'll have devotional men and women or both. Then Wednesday, we will have prayer night where we pray for our nation. We pray for Israel or there's prayers that need to be brought forward. I encourage you. Email me your prayers at starcross2013 at gmail.com. It's on my website tied to this. If not, uh, just text me directly, leave me a message, and we'll get together. Um, you can also call me on my cell phone. My number is 740-285-8052. It's available 24-7. You can even leave a message and I call you back or you can call me directly. Uh, I'm going to give my home address. You can get that online. Um, you can also find me at Impact Church. Uh, you can contact them directly through their website portal or email um, or just type in David Amos or Impact Church and get them that way. Um, I've had two or three people call me that I've directed to David. I don't know if he ever got in contact with them or not. Um, right now, I'm still in the process of setting it up. I haven't finished everything yet for my end. Um but basically what we will be doing starting from here on in the second half we're going to start our session of revelation now i will be taking this to my radio station so it will be more outlined but the first half we will be discussing just reading what the book of revelation is how it come about who come about what yohanikin did and why and then we will go into the meat of the symbolism and i will explain the symbolism uh, it's quite interesting, uh, and I will be doing this a lot more on my radio station in January. I'll pick up the same dialogue. Um, I welcome questions. Uh, as I said, you can send your questions or your prayer requests for me. Thursday is prayer night. We do intercessory prayer that night. I encourage people with what I'm setting up that I'm setting up a house of prayer. This is going to be something that you can jointly be with me. Eventually, I will have it on. Um, uh, let's see. On a couple extra things dealing with Zoom and some other things once I get those things structured. Um, I encourage you, by all means, make prayer the center of your life. We're going into dark times, and these dark times are not going to be easy for us. Um, I am an intercessory prayer, prophetic intercessor at my church locally as one of their onboard members. I'm not totally on the board yet, but they're trying to figure out what to do with me, I think. But they know I believe, and I'm a sister. I'm definitely part of the ranks. Um, I join later. Um, I was more busy setting up my ministry first and getting things in order, but I do carry an evangelistic outreach. I reach nearly 53 countries now and 29 states. Just a little over half of America hears me right now. There's some states that don't hear me because they don't have Alexa yet in their areas set up. Um, 
but I am looking eventually to be in all 50 states and parts of Eurasia by the middle of this next year. Um, I haven't reached China. I just got in Saudi Arabia about a week ago. So that ought to tell you how far I've went in less than a year and a half. Um, I'm not bragging. I put all that blessings and praise on the Lord. Um, people are hurting and they need some way of getting the word because they're not getting it now because they're starved for it. Those that are reaching out to my community, and I consider you my community, if you're the ages of 28 or 20 to 50, women and men, I'm getting about half women and half young men actually tuning in right now. I encourage you, reach to me some way. I give you my email. Uh, once again, it's starcross2013 at gmail.com. I'll send you some information if you wish about what I'm all about, what I stand for, how I stand for and why, uh, about my Shiva, about the things I do. You'll get an email, address, phone number, whatever you wish, if you want to write or email or call. Uh, I encourage you, you can get that information right locally off of my Anchor website. Um, if not, just type in Kimberly and a poll and you'll get it in another way. Um, I encourage you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you with whatever questions you need answered biblically. I'm also here to reach out to those that need spiritual support. Because right now, if you're alone, I want you to know you're not alone. Right now, these are hard times. I've, I've had the same problem with me dealing with what's going on. I feel what goes on in the world. I discern it. And it's not easy. And I know it's not easy. To see things around you just disappearing overnight. It's not. Give me just one minute here. It's not easy. And whatever help I can give, I will try. I, I can find out information for you if you wish. Whatever, I'll offer it. I could even be a big mother if you wish to have a big mother or a big sister. But I am going to tell you, if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, you need to repent. I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to tell you any other way. I had to go through a lot of transitioning before all this took place. Um, a whole year and a half has brought me to this point. Uh, I repented. I fell. I was baptized. I was saved. I served the Lord to the utmost. He called me out, and I'm doing His will. It's not easy. I don't say it is, but... I don't make any money off of what I'm doing. Never have. Uh, it's not something I wish to. So I'm going to cut here for about 15 minutes and come right back to you. And we will talk about what we'll be getting into. Started. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So what are we going to be going in tonight? The book of Revelation. 
So what is the book of Revelation all about? I'm going to read this. The revelation of Yahuwah, our father, through Yahushua, the Messiah, his son, given to Yohanan by the Malacca, which Malacca means a queen or a king, a messenger, anointed one, or an angel. Now remember, in the Hebrew sense, it can mean either a spiritual visitation or a voice with authority or a messenger with authority or an anointed one with authority like a prophet or teacher. Now, in Yeshua's day, he was the anointed one. He was not only a king from heaven, but he was also an anointed voice of that time period, a prophet. So here you can see how a messenger plays into all things. Um, we will be touching on the two witnesses, what, what they really represent in Hebrew culture, um, and what they really are, and how you can identify them. Um, but the first half, we'll just be talking about the churches tonight in general, and how Yeshua reveals himself in a vision, okay, or Yeshua Yahuwah. I'm putting those two names together, or Yahuwah Yeshua. You'll see why I use that term, or Yehoshua, as that term, because I don't use it lightly unless the Father reveals himself to me in a way that is beneficial for others. So, we are going in to talk about the revelation of revelations, or the revealing is what revelations means. In Hebrew, it's ravil, meaning revealing. So we are going to one. It says the revelations of Yahushua Mashiach, which Yahuwah gave to him to show his servant things which must come shortly, come to pass. And he sent and signified it through his Malekha. Malekha. Malekha has a connotative meaning. It, it, translates in some cultures as queen in hebrew it does it also means angel or beautiful one it also means manger messenger or anointed one so it could have been an angel we don't know it may have been a messenger from the future showing it it could have been a female figure or male figure but definitely whoever this was it was somebody with authority under the authority that was giving this vision. Okay. To his servant, Yohanikin. Or John. Who has testified to the word of Yahuwah, the Torah, and the prophets, and the testimony of Yahushua, the Messiah, and all things that he saw. So you got to remember, John... Yohanan. This was the last remaining apostle before the church, before the Romans fell, and before the church come to prominence. He was the last man of the whole line of apostles that was alive, and he was living on Patmos, which was a prison island. Um. He was a man that was foretold by 
Jesus or Yeshua or Yehoshua that would survive to see this thing come to flourishing of the vision. No, he was one of two brothers that Jesus had. The other one was James, which was executed, that remained. Now, I come out of the older brother. Now, Jesus did have older sisters. He did have older brothers, which Mary Magdalene and a couple other Marys were related. Uh, I think the other two were cousins. Um, but he did have sisters and brothers. They believed in having families. Uh, and he had them through, they were half-siblings through Yosef. You've got to understand in those times, men and women married young. The men were 14, the girls were 12. So Mary would have practically been a young girl pregnant with her first pregnancy at 12 to 13. Okay. It's not what they portray that Yosef was an old man. He was not an old man. He had never been married. Well, he may have been married and lost his first wife. We don't know. But we do know he was a young man. About almost the same age, maybe a few years older than Mary. Okay. And it goes on to say, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. So we're seeing not only a prophecy of the past, we're seeing a prophecy of the future, the prophecy of the present, um, of the present age. Okay. So, so we're, we went through the greeting letter of the beginning of Revelation where he talks about it being shown to him by a Maleka or a messenger. Now we'll go on and say, greetings to the seven churches at that time. Yohanikan to the seven congregations of the house of Yahuwah, which are in Asia. Love and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven Ruachs, which are before his throne and for and from Yahushua, the Mashiach, the faithful witness and the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the future kingdoms, kings of the earth, or we will be rulers with him during the millennial reign is what it means in Yahuwah's kingdom. Uh, to him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his own blood. Okay. And then it goes on to say in Revelation, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing Revelations right now what it means as I read, and has made us kings, kingdom, has made us a kingdom of priests to Yahuwah our Father, to whom belong glory and power forever and ever. Hallelujah. Yuah. Hallelujah. Yahuwah, hallelujah, Yahuwah. Okay, <clears throat> now we're going into Yeshua is coming, Yahuwah, the Alpha and the Omega, 
with the Aleph and the Tav. Now, in Hebrew, the Aleph is, means unity. The Tav means perfection, the letters. So he's using letters to identify his purity and his unity as one being. It says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and those also who pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth will mourn because of him. Mm. That doesn't sound like he's going to be, oh, poor child. <clears throat> no. The interpretation. May this be so. Hallelujah. I am the Alpha, unity, and I am the Tav, the perfection. The beginning and the end, says Yahuwah, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty One. So he is speaking this to him in his mind. This is what he's saying. He is the Aleph and the Toph. In the Old Testament, this is used one other time in the Old Testament, that he is the I am. I am the Aleph. I am the Toph. This is Jesus speaking. This is Yahuwah speaking. Has ever anybody ever put the analogy of who the Father really is? And the power thereof. I don't think they thought all the way through as to what this is referring to. Remember, he's saying, I am the Aleph, the unity. I am the Tav. I am the perfection. That's what it means. I'm busy recording. I'm busy recording. Uh, and he's saying he's the perfection and unity of our people, the Jews and the Gentiles. So let's go on and see what this unity and perfection represents. It says, the vision of the Son of Man. It says, I, Yohanikin, who am also your brother in faith, and follower and partaker of the tri in tribulation. So he's talking about in the past, going into the future. He was seeing the future of things. And the kingdom and the patient endured the patient endurance of Yahushua, Mashiach, was on the island of Patmos. So he's describing his him in the past going into the present. The Torah and the prophets. And the testimony of Yeshua or Yahushua the Mashiach. Sorry, guys. I was in the Ruach on the day of Yahuwah, the great day. So this is referring to the great day of the Lord, or the great day of Adonai. And I heard behind me a great voice as of a thundering shofar or trumpet. So there you go. There's the trumpet or the thunder. And it says, saying, I am alpha and tough i am the unity and the perfection thereof the first and the last again he's referring to his unity and his perfection and what you see write in a book and send it to the seven congregations of the houses of Yahuwah. 
and we will go in later explaining what these actual congregations represent. There's been a lot of theological debate that it represents individual churches in the future. Others say it was just something of the past. But when you see what the Hebrew translates, then you will understand what it means. Um, the congregations of the house of Yehuda to Samaria and to Pergama and to Thyra and to Ephesus and to Sardis and to Lycida. These are the ones in Lycida that are the left ones behind and Philadelphia. So he specifies in the Torah that Laodicea are the ones left behind, lukewarm, are left behind. And then after there's a seventh church called the Philadelphia. So these are the actual order they're mentioned. The translations of other Bibles have them differently. They have like Ephesians first, but according to this, this is not the way it was written. So we'll go on and see. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and have turned and and having turned, I saw a golden seven lampstands. Now the interpretation is the two witnesses represent the lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, the two witnesses, one like the son of man. Okay. Talking about Yeshua. Yahuwah says clothed with a garment down to his feet and with a girdle of gold about his chest. The hair of his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as flames of fire. <clears throat> so there you go. And it goes on to say, and his feet glowed like bronze, which had been fired in a furnace. And his voice sounded like many waters. <laughs> okay. And then we'll go on to say, And in his right hand he had seven stars, which represent seven malecha, of the seven congregations of the house of Yahuwah. And a malecham is queens, kings, messengers, anointed ones, or angels. Remember, an angel can represent a physical person or it can represent something embodying coming down from heaven. In the case of Yeshua's birth, it was an angel came down from heaven, Gabriel, and talked to Mary. Or it can be literally a prophet at the end times. Okay. And out of his mouth was a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun, shining in its strengths. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet, as though dead. But he laid his hand, right hand upon me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and last. Interesting. So we will stop right there and pick up at 18. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Alrighty, so we left off on 18 in Revelation. So here's what we're going to read. I am he who lives, but was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. 
And I have the keys of death and Shaul, the grave. Write the things which are you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. The seven lampstands and the seven stars. The two witnesses and the Meleka, or Malekim, and the seven congregations, the queens, the messengers, the kings, the uh, anointed ones, and the angels is what it means. The secret of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand, and the golden lampstands. The seven stars are the Meleka, or the queens, kings, messengers, anointed ones, or angels of the churches, is what he says here. Of the congregation of the house of Yahuwah. And the seven lampstands. Lamp lampstands. Here he said twice. Which you saw. Are the seven congregations of the house of Yahuwah. And the two witnesses with them. Because the lampstands represents the witnesses. And it equal each one equals an error that is 286 years. That's what an error is. 200 and some plus years. So, we're going to cut it there. We're going to discuss what we just learned here. The first half of chapter 1. Chapter 1 is leading us into chapter 2, which talks about each church heir. Some say church age, but I'm confirming it's actually an heir. It's more than a church age. It's like 286 years. This explains Daniel's 260 days. It also explains Daniel's 1,335 days. It explains other numbers that are given. 286 years of church history is going to be given in a very short, poignant piece. And he's going to explain what each church has done in that decade. It's going to be mind-blowing. Um... We did a little mice visiting mouse. Uh, that he is talking about the churches. So, we are touching on Revelation. And this is the first part of it. Uh, I'm not going to go into the first churches right now. Reading tonight. We'll do that tomorrow. And we'll go do one church a week. Uh, till it's completed. And then we're going to go into the other part of the book of history, of prophecy. And I'm going to explain what each section means and what took place on those sections. It's going to be mind-blowing as I do the research, getting it ready, because these are things that are on my heart that needed to be revealed. And... It's mind-blowing as I put it together, writing it, uh, to be able to see the Father's hand in things and revealing what things are coming to pass. We are right now standing on a precipice ready to go over into darkness. The world is ganging up on the church.
the world is getting up on Israel. If Trump leaves office, we have no hope. We're going into dark times. And it's going to be a tribulation like we've never seen. I don't think the church can handle it. I really don't think they can. To have something on such a massive scale. The day that Jesus was removed from this earth through death was this 96th week. We are fast approaching 70. And that last seven year period, we've been stuck in the 69th hour for 2,000 years. When I show you the whole time span of that time, we're coming to the end of it, people. According to what he showed me, we're coming to the end. 286 years for the first part of the birth of the church, that's not very long. And you take each one and you times that by six, that tells you all the church ages up to the new birth of the church. The final church of Gentile and Jew. The fulfillment of the unification. We've been separated for nearly 1,700 years. In that 1,700 years, there's been nations rise, nations fall. Uh, powers come to head, powers fall. America's at the end of it. We are in that time frame. Are we going to fall? Or are we going to side with our brethren that worship the same God? I don't know. I can't say. Right now we're heading down a path that the Father doesn't like. And he's made it clear he's not done with this nation. But he's chastising us for a time. How long, we don't know. And these people that are coming in, supposedly, are the very thing we fought against. We had it one time and fought them off. Now we're fighting them again. And it's not going to be easy. Because we're seeing that thing play out all over again in a more massive scale. He said in the last days we would see a world unification. And Israel stuck in the middle of other nations trying to kill them. Could it be that we are facing annihilation? I don't know. All I know is I've seen signs of blood, blood, water, animals dying. Now this, 
volcanic action, the world in upheaval, a lot of things going on. Earthquakes in all kinds of places it's not supposed to be. And it makes me wonder, where are we at on that prophetic timeline? Are we a forward? Have we forwarded it? Or are we standing back? Where are we on that prophetic clock? I can discern certain events. I can discern certain times. How close are we to his coming? He told me he hasn't come yet. And when is that coming predicted? Who knows? Don't know. But it is something to think about. It's something more than my mind can handle. I know he's an all-seeing God and he knows all. But he also made a promise. And in this study, we're going to see exactly what Yeshua is all about. It might turn heads. It might cause problems. It might get people to laugh at me. But we're going to see. I've already taught a whole subject on the Good Shepherd. Now we're going into what he truly is and how he's going to reveal himself through me to you and how we've misinterpreted things for 2,000 years. It's not what we thought. I mean, personally thought, I mean, yeah, there is a Godhead, but that Godhead is one. And how we think of the unification of a Godhead physically is not what people portray it as. How do you explain to somebody that God is this way when for 2,000 years they've had training that it's a different way? Or how do you teach somebody that the philosophy they've learned that the Torah was dealt away with wasn't true. That he come to write it on our hearts and minds, that was a fulfillment. How do you get them to see that? It's hard. And it took me a whole year and a half to change my whole way of thinking that the, the father was showing me that no, this is wrong. This is what I come for. I come to take my oral law that was not ratified in blood, but in animal's blood and ratify it in my blood in such of a way that I could write it on your hearts and minds and you be my people, both Jew and Gentile. They don't really understand the context of such a radical idea. Even my people back in Jesus' day, Yeshua's day, didn't understand the concept of one t- a temple of stone and mortar will fall. 
But when they persecute this temple, he was saying, or crucify it, then it would be raised in three days. He was talking about his physical body and soul as being the indwelling. They didn't understand the context. It took me a little bit of digestive time to learn. And I'm seeing this by hitting the very book that people don't touch. And let him guide me and weave me through his book. And the answer is the only way we can truly be his people if we have his Torah, his laws, his precepts, his, his things that we needed to learn that originally the church was founded on, that was lost, be restored. So how do you teach somebody about restoring something that they don't understand that to truly be saved, to truly be a believer? Yes, it's based on faith. You have to have faith. And then that faith has to be active on the word and the word learned. How do you tell somebody that the prophets and the Torah are the foundation of learning? If we want to learn of the Father and love the Father, we are to learn of his guidances that he wants in heaven. We can't get to heaven. We have to ask for forgiveness. That is his mercy. But he never exempted us not to learn it. But yet, there's teachers teaching a falsity that we don't need to know it. That grace is sufficient. True. His mercies and grace are sufficient. Their favoritism, their, their favor, their types of favoring. But we still have to come to him for forgiveness. It doesn't exempt us from not being his children and learning of the way of developing our righteous behavior. For all truth is found in knowledge and all knowledge is found in truth of the Father. You can't say that man's knowledge is righteous when it's not. And yet he indwells in us once we ask him to come in. There's a physical salvation, physically accepting but then there is a spiritual part that's left out. And you can't have one without the other. For a full birth experience, you've got to have both. I've experienced that. I went through both the death part and then knowing I can't live without the spirit. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we're going to cut it here for tonight. And I'm going to say... Shabbat Shalom or Shalom to you. Peace. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel and pray for our nation. We really need it right now with everything that's going on. The craziness that I've seen a virus bring out. Um, we will talk again tomorrow. We will start our first church, which was the Church of the Apostles. And we're going to learn what the Father truly meant by that. And then we will go on and discuss the other churches week by week. Probably two a week until we complete it. And then we're going to go through the whole other half of Revelation. Which is a lot more involved in depth and girth. But this is just the beginning.